Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is 394. I'm doing a little catch-up of my weekend, coming back from the comedy mothership in Texas, telling you some wild things that happened in Austin, and we're doing an overheard. If you guys have an overheard in life, don't forget to send it to us. It can be anything, something you hear walking by a stranger, maybe a one line that you hear waiting in line at the grocery store, or something that your friend said that you can't believe they said. The only rule is that it's one line. Unless there's two people, it can be two lines, one per person. Simple rules. Email them to us at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Also, don't forget, I'm coming to a city near you. I have a few limited dates this year. Check out my dates at jessiemay.com slash tour. We're going to be adding D.C. Syracuse is going to be up there the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I also am going to be doing Rochester. I have a show in Los Angeles, if you're local in Los Angeles, May 10th, The Bourbon Room, please come check that out. That's going to be a part of the Netflix is a, a joke fest. You can get tickets on their website, but you can also get tickets on my website. I also have weekends uh, coming up in Panama City Beach, Florida. That's going to be March 29th and 30th. And I'm going to be in Omaha, Nebraska. That's going to be the 5th and 6th of April. That's tough words to say. Check that out. And more dates are going to be added on to my website, jessiemade.com jessiemay.com slash tour for tickets and don't forget a portion of ticket sales and merch sales all of which a portion goes towards the alzheimer's association and hilarity for charity so you can feel good while you're laughing at me wait with me you should be laughing with me not at me well you can do both enjoy this week's episode of the sharp tongue podcast sharp tongue podcast Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. We're here. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Hey, everybody. Episode 394, I'm going to tell you all about the wild ride I had in Austin, Texas. I just came back from a weekend of shows at the Comedy Mothership. Yours truly is holding an official mug, a good mug, one of those thick ones, one of those diner mugs you get when you're at the diner in New York City at three o'clock in the morning, you're waiting for your grilled cheese sandwich with extra pickles on the side and a milkshake because who needs your gut to be calm before you go to bed? Let's have bubble guts on the way to sleep town. And they hand you this kind of thick mug. Well, uh, what I guarantee you no mug in New York City is going to say for the time being is comedy mothership. Official mug of the comedian. I'm so excited. I didn't wash it. That smells interesting. I had a great time. Before we get into that, I'm going to do, there's a little braggadocious, braggadocious situation happening. I will say that I sold out the shows at the comedy store in La Jolla. I will say that. I will say that the shows were sold out at the Comedy Mothership in Austin, Texas. I'm going to say that. And I will say that if you're like, oh my gosh, how do I go see shows? You should come to shows. jessiemay.com forward slash tour. 
You can come check me out. And I'm letting everybody know, I realize I don't say this enough. Not enough people know this about me, but a portion of everything I do, a portion of my show ticket sales, merch sales, and all of those things alike, a portion of that goes towards the Alzheimer's Association, which I'm an advocate for, and Hilarity for Charity, which I am now an advocate for. I just became an advocate in 2023. And that was a goal that I had set two years ago for myself. Hilarity for Charity is Seth and Lauren Rogan's amazing foundation that helps caregivers because it's such an expensive disease. Anybody dealing with any sort of neurodegenerative disease unfortunately falls into that category of financial woes because of how expensive it is to care for somebody. And the HFC helps and has scholarships and all sorts of resources and funding for people who are caregivers for their loved ones who have Alzheimer's disease. And we will include those links in the show notes from now on so you guys can get those resources easily listening to this podcast. And now you know. Now you know. I Before we get into everything... I don't know if you listen to the podcast regularly and know this is a kind of like a diary. I talk a lot about my life and what's going on and, and the things I'm dealing with. And if you've been keeping, if I, I feel like I've been keeping you guys somewhat abreast about my car, talked about my car a little bit, maybe not in complete detail, but what I can tell you is my recent car that I have is coming up on its lease mature, uh, maturity. I don't know. The lease is maturing. I'm going to be turning it in shortly. Now, this is the third of the uh, of the brand, the third type of car that I've had from this brand, the same identical car. So that being said, I've been in this particular model for almost nine years. I'm a loyal bitch. If I find something I like, I stick with it. Makes it a little bit easier for me, but also I like to get to know things and grow with them. And, and, and loyalty is... It, just something that is ingrained in me. And I'm learning that we don't need to be loyal to vehicles because sometimes they're not loyal to us. And this vehicle that I, I have, the third installment of the Range Rover brand, not to talk crap, but damn, what a lemon. What a freaking lemon. I'm saging, I, I, I'm Palo Santoing the, the studio as I talk about this vehicle because this vehicle is cursed. It's absolutely cursed. Maybe not so much Range Rover as much as it is the Evoque, but this particular car has been broken into three to four times. One of those times was for sure my fault. We got to take some sort of accountability, right? We got to grow. You can't grow without any accountability. One of those times was for sure my fault. For sure my fault. Probably from the stress of the other three times. You ever think about that? Maybe the fourth time, yeah, that's on me, but the first three times, those are on you. So is the fourth one on me? I don't know if that math maths. This car has uh, been in vehicular situations. I am not going to go into grave detail because I don't know what my legal implications are. <laughs> there goes the Bridgestone tire. Speaking of cars, there goes my Bridgestone laugh. So I say all this to say that the car just got out of the shop for the fourth time. It was getting fixed. The most recent of the issues being the most stressful because of the timing of everything. You guys know if you listen to the podcast, I'll be dealing with selling my childhood home shortly. I have a very busy life. I'm touring. So the regular stuff that goes on in life can be overwhelming. Got into, you know, some Amazon truck hit my car. Some guy couldn't find him for two months. Then we get this, the day that car gets out and gets fixed. 
we get into another situation where we got to bring it right back in. I know the, the, the mechanics by first name now. I know their blood type. I know their, their, their horoscopes. Eric over at Anthony's Auto Body. Shout out to Anthony's Auto Body in Santa Monica. They did a fantastic job. Eric's a father of two. Two boys. <laughs> I bet you his laugh doesn't sound like a Bridgestone, which is ironic because that's all he works with all day long. I say all this to say that I got the car back yesterday. When I tell you I woke up this morning and there was a farking parking ticket on it, I just about laughed. A parking ticket. I got the car back. Not even 24 hours is the ticket on the car. Tell me it's not cursed. Sure. Should I have parked there? No. They rarely hand out tickets for this particular situation. And I'm... At this point, I can't get the car back to the dealership fast enough. And the kicker is, the reason why I didn't move the car is because I thought the rain would halt the reason why the cars need to be moved in the first place because of street cleaning. How do you clean puddles? How do you clean puddles? Doesn't nature street clean? Isn't that, isn't it safe to say if there's street cleaning and it's pouring that we're good? I'm not a societal scientist but i think that if it's pouring out we're halting on the on the street cleaning nope i can't even open the ticket because it was soaked to the hood of my car soaked in and i i can't even see barely what it says because it's torn apart now because the paper's sticking together i'm thinking of pulling up to uh range rover land rover i don't even know what the name is they got two names they're indecisive pick one which one is it which one am i going to I'm thinking of pulling up just with the car and fire, just like Angela Bassett in Waiting to Exhale. I'm going to walk away from that fucker in flames and be like, you deal with it. You deal with it. She's yours now, buddy. Walking away. I'm washing my hands clean of this lemon, this expensive lemon. Never in in the history of lemons have lemons cost so much. Why do they call a busted car a lemon? I love lemons. I put, I go through a lemon a day, and that's not an exaggeration. Do we know why? Deb, do we know why they call used cars lemons? Will you Google it? Let me know what it says, because I'm a fan, I'm a fan of lemons. And I think it should be called, why not an onion? Onions make you cry while you're slicing them up. Onions cause gut disruption. Lemons are like one of the best things you could have for your skin, for your gut, for a whole bunch of other reasons but this car is beyond a lemon it is it's a rotten bag of meat that's been left out in the summer sun and i'm gonna pull up with it in flames engulfed in flames and just pass it off is there a reason slang term for defective car see it's not even 19 1999 it's from 1909 Oh, so some guy back in the day in the Oakland Tribune was said to get rid of a car finally. Yes. And, and, that, and that's what, what the lemon has to do with? Wow, that really clears things up. Thank you, Google. What did, did Range Rover write that? Still doesn't clarify anything. I'm pulling up with it engulfed in flames and I'm tossing it, giving it back to them. It's basically a child that I tried to adopt and I'm returning it. I, and people do that. Oh, it turns sour. Now I get it. There we go. There, so the car is sour. Now I'm back on the lemon train. Yep, it's a lemon. We're right. It's a lemon. 
Well, speaking of lemons, something arrived at my doorstep that wasn't a lemon. It was from one of my fans. I thought we had acknowledged her. She gave me a card here, and it says, Mother, I'm 30. You're not even that much older, but still. I'm pretty sure we read this card, but I don't know that we acknowledged the bracelet. She did make me a bracelet, and it says Mother May on it. Uh, let's read the card, even if we read it before. We're going to read it again. Jesse May, I love you so much. I made these bracelets and messaged you on Insta after I missed the show. I love how the bracelets give a cult leader vibe. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. Anyways, I love you so much, Syracuse Native and Therapist. I might have told you in the past, but I literally recommend Grief Survival Guide to some of my clients. Only the cool ones, obviously. You make an impact more than you know. Yes, girl. I just want to let you know I got your gift and I got your bracelet and I I look at it almost every day. So thank you for calling me Mother May. It's a new name. We call everybody on the show now May Bays. And Mother May, it has a ring to it. Well, Mother May is going to bring her vehicle that's a lemon on fire. So if you guys want to see that, it'll be in a couple days at the Land Rover Range Rover dealer here in, in Los Angeles. So those tickets are free. And um, I told you about the show, about portion of the tickets going towards Hilarity for Charity and Alzheimer's Association. So we got that done. Let's talk about, let's talk about Texas. Now, first of all, I was in Austin. I had my show at La Jolla. We went there, sold out. So much freaking fun. With Katie Kazorla, who's absolutely a delight. Her her comedy club is opening soon. One of my nearest and dearest comedy friends is opening a comedy club called the Kookaburra Lounge, which will be on Hollywood and Highland, I believe. And you got to check it out, guys. It's going to be an amazing club. I already went in and saw the decor and saw the place before it was open. I sampled a bunch of things on the menu because I like food, and I basically went in there and... I was I was pushy. Let's just say I was pushy to the chef. And I said, excuse me, chef, how much of a chef are you? I like I need some snacks to know how chefing you are. Chef it up, babe. Let me know what's happening. Give me the cookies. Give me the plates. She gave me a whole bunch of stuff. All the food's amazing. No silverware. No silverware in this in this comedy club because they want it to be all about the comedians. So Katie was with me at the La Jolla Comedy Store. So thank you for everybody who came out to those shows. That's going to be a yearly tradition with La Jolla for now on the Galentine's comedy show, which, you know, Galentine's day can be for everybody. It doesn't just have to be for the gals. The gals can bring the guys as they did. And it's a little, a little humor for everyone. Bring your girls, bring your boys, bring whoever you want to bring your grandma. The more the merrier, the, the crowds are generally pretty amazing and eclectic. So thank you guys for coming out. And then I was so excited to go to Texas. I didn't know what to expect us in Texas. I had been to Austin before. I performed at a couple different comedy sh clubs there, the Creek in the Cave with Carly for our girl tour that we did a couple years ago with the podcast that we had. And then also at the Vulcan for her and I, we went there as well. And I did before as well. But I was waiting for Rogan to open his club and it had taken a surprisingly not that much time for him to get it done. He had one location that ended up falling through because of the land. And I think there were ghosts and I think they were on Indian burial ground. I don't know. It might've been where the house was from the poltergeist. I, I can't confirm or deny that. What I can say is that Austin is weird AF. Austin's beyond weird. First of all, as I was leaving, I decided to bring bunny with me, bunny, the bitch. She's one of my three dogs who never gets to go anywhere and bitches about it quite often. Chaplin, on the other hand, gets to go everywhere. And he's gotten a little too comfortable with his life of luxury. Literally on the lap of luxury. All these dogs, except for Carlin, because he's 65 pounds and he smells like a bag of hot trash. 
He smells so bad. So I, I can't I can't handle bringing him places. He's too big. But the littles, the littles get to go every now and then. And it's been a hot minute since I brought the littles. COVID changed everything and I wasn't traveling as much. And it just was a little bit easier to roll around without the pups. And I thought, you know what? Bunny got her teeth cleaned, which I highly recommend for anybody with small dogs. Get the teeth cleaned. It's a little bit expensive, but you're going to save yourself health issues down the road. These little dogs, their mouths are become dumpsters and the food gets stuck. They d- for some reason, God was like, let's give them a mouth that doesn't really open big enough for them to clean it all out. And the food will get stuck back there. And then one day they'll have multiple heart attacks because of d- gum disease. And that's science. That's veterinary science. So she had to get her teeth cleaned. And I thought, I'm going to bring her with me just in case. Chaplin was best. Chaplin was not happy. He wanted to speak to my manager. He's like, I would like to talk to your manager because I don't know why this little bitch gets to go on the road. I'm the road dog, dog. What happened? He was not happy. I I got angry emails from him daily. And Bunny was living her best life. Are you kidding me? Living her best life. They sent her four different toys. She had, they gave her a sombrero, a taco toy, a bottle of tequila. This girl had a bottle of hot sauce. I'm like, you're living the life. Killing it as a dog. She only pee-peed once on the bathroom rug, which it looks like a wee-wee pad. Sometimes I'll put the wee-wee pads down for the littles. But other than that, we walk around the town and we figure it out and we get it handled. When we got there, when we landed in Austin... I thought my edible had kicked in and I maybe didn't read the milligrams that I took because everyone in the airport at Austin looked like a version of Burt Kreischer. And I thought I had landed in some sort of different realm. I thought, well, we're, we're in Texas because everyone here looks exactly the same. Just a thick dude with a stomach out and a cowboy hat. They all look like cowboy Burt Kreischers. And it, the drive from the, the airport to the hotel, not too long. I can't stand that when you fly so far. And then you get to the city you get to, and then you have to take like an Oregon trail trip through the town to get to where you're going. Why can't the airplane pull up closer? It's literally as a comedian, planes, trains, and automobiles. And that's the exhausting part that I think sometimes I take for granted when I think I can get home and pop out a bunch of work and, and pop out a bunch of podcasts. It, it can get a little overwhelming, but we get to the hotel, and here's one of my pet peeves. I want to know if this bothers you guys, and I don't know why this is happening everywhere. Why are hotels blasting music in the bathroom? What are we doing? Why, why is everything so loud? Are you trying to literally scare the shit out of me here? Because it's working. I could barely hear myself think, and then I thought, oh, my God, is this 40? Because it's probably not loud. <laughs> it's probably not loud to a 20-year-old. 20-year-old's probably like, turn it up. And I'm like, ah, I can't see where's the toilet paper. It all happened so fast. It was blasting. And I can't stand music that's terrible blasted. Why are we blasting horrible music? Even a blasted Frank Sinatra would be annoying. And why is it a dance party in the bathroom? This is a hotel lobby. Is 112 here? Where, where's, is this where the players dwell? What's going on? Is this where the players are hanging out? In the bathroom at a, at a lobby in Austin, Texas. That's the thing about Austin, Texas. It's a party everywhere you go. Everywhere you go in Austin, it's a party. You go to brunch, you open up some 
there's always like this middle earth door, like through a, through a wardrobe and it goes into the Chronicles of Narnia and you open that door and it's a gay brunch at 9am on a Tuesday. And I'm not even mad at it. Austin isn't weird. It's wild. It was weird. Now it's just wild. It's a strange place. It's a strange place where people just drink all day long and then they run marathons. There was a marathon when we were there and these people ran a full marathon and I saw a lot of them blasted after that. They ran a marathon then they went and, and, and did cowboy cocksucker shots and drank Bloody Marys. I was a little envious of the ability to sort of swing your health that way. Do, do something that is healthy for you. I, th I don't know if marathons are healthy for you. I hear that your nipples and nails pop off after running for too long. So that doesn't sound right. All of it sounds bad. But, but for people in Texas, they're built different. They're just stronger. Those girls are built for tough. They can handle it. They're going to run a marathon like it's nobody's business and then sit down to brunch like it's nobody's business and go home exhausted and wasted like a lady. The club was amazing. The city was wild. The city had a different edge to it that I hadn't remembered previously. It had gotten a little edgier. It's probably because of all the people that moved there from Los Angeles. I feel bad for Austin. Sorry. Hey, I didn't go, so you're welcome. There's one less person in your town mucking it up. Mucking it up all damn day and all damn night. You know, I always think when you go into these towns... I don't know if you can hear the Venice bird in the background, but there's a constant sound of a ambulance police officer or fire truck going on in Venice. That's our hotel lobby music. In these towns, when you visit, you've, to me, the smaller towns are meant to be nicer. People there ten, t tend to be a little bit more kind. It's a slower lifestyle. People talk to each other more. I met a girl... Um, at, at the coffee shop who was just so sweet. And we exchanged information. She actually came out to a show. Shout out to Morgan. Um, I think that was her name. She had, she had a very interesting name. She said that people always assumed that she was a guy, but she was not. She was in fact a, a, a woman. Uh, Cameron Hogan was her name. Shout out to Cameron, Cameron Hogan. And her and I were chit-chatting. But I do this thing I, I told you guys about, I think, on the podcast where when I'm at a point of sale, I will ask the register person, somebody running the register or the point of sale, because there aren't really registers anymore, the square machine. When they go name for the order, I give them my name and then I say, what's your name? And 9.9 .9 times out of 10, they're surprised that anyone's even talking to them because we're in this weird world where we only want to get what we want to get and we don't communicate and we're not kind to each other. It's bizarre. I wasn't raised in a world like that. So it feels weird for someone to take my name and then not exchange. Excuse me. And so I usually ask. I go to Revolution Coffee Shop, which is right down the street from the hotel. And I asked, you know, the girl, for, I gave her my order. And then she asked me my name for the order. And I say, Jesse May. And then I say, what's your name? And she goes, mm, no, it's okay. Uh-huh. I go, excuse me? She goes, no, it's, it's okay. The name's just for the order. And I said, no, I know that, but it feels weird. I, I always will ask what your name is. In my mind, I'm like, why am I explaining this to this bitch? She goes, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. 
Why are you mad at me? I'm the wrong person to be mad at. You got a job. I bet you get free coffee. Couldn't it be worse? Why you got such a tood? And then I thought something must have happened to her. And I think that. I think that often in life. I think a lot of, I don't know if it's a female thing to think that. I don't know if you guys think that. You give people the benefit of the doubt. Look at the older you get, the harder it is to find the benefit of the doubt. But the benefit of the doubt is more for you than it is for them, I think. I gave her the benefit of the doubt because I didn't want to give her the benefit of the bitch because then I'm going to look at her and I'm going to look down on her and then I'm going to think horrible thoughts about her and I don't want that kind of cancer in my head. I don't want to put that kind of cancer out in the world. It doesn't feel right. It feels antithetical to my spirit and to my essence as a person. But sometimes benefit of the doubt can cost you a awkward situation. She literally didn't give me her name. I'm like, okay. And I thought, you know, she doesn't have to give me her name. I get it, bitch. I already know her name, bitch. I know Chloe who works there. I even know Nolan. Yeah, Nolan's another girl who works at Revolution Coffee Shop. She told me that that's a Cherokee name for baby deer. Don't know the girl who said, mm, no, it's okay. So I'd like to give a shout out to, mm, no, it's okay. And I hope she's doing well today. Hope she didn't burn her upper lip on a cup of free coffee that she got on her freaking employee break. I hope whatever's up her butt crawled out so it made some space for her to spread joy at the point of sale, at the pos. Son of a bitch. We interrupt this episode to bring you a word from our sponsor, Oak Essentials. We have to stop all things because I have two words, body scrub. Body scrub. Did you know your body needs to be scrubbed? My body needs to be scrubbed so bad. And it's almost like giving yourself a spa treatment. It's really good for a lonely person. It's really good for a person who wants to be alone. If you want to experience some luxury and scrub off all of your dead skin cells, you never know what's crawling around on your skin. Scrub it the freak off. They've got a balm for you to put on after the scrub. It is so luxurious. I, I begged them for, for them to send me a body scrub. I go, look, I'm already a fan of the balm. You guys know how I feel about the balm. Real, real girls have balms, okay? That's, that's as luxurious as it's going to get. doesn't get any more luxurious than that. A moisture-rich balm? Good luck being dry after that. A nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production, delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. I'm here for a luminous glow. Is there any other way to glow? If you're not glowing luminously, you're not even glowing. But let me tell you something. You use that body scrub before the balm? Woo! Scrub before balm? See you later. Your skin's going to thank you. Your skin's going to thank you so much, and it's going to thank you in elasticity. That's right. That's a word I looked up. And Oak Essentials only uses the best ingredients. In the balm, you'll find sea buckthorn fruit oil. What is that? That sounds luxurious and exotic. It's the highest vegetal source of vitamin C, E, and unsaturated fatty acids. That's right. Your skin needs fatty acids, too, including omega-3, which effectively supports collagen production. And we know we're always looking for collagen. Where is the collagen? Is it in the powder? Is it in the lotion? It's in the balm. It's in the Oak Essentials balm. And I can't tell you much. Uh, I can't tell you enough about the scrub. Please get yourself scrubbed. Scrub yourself. You're going to thank me. The, the routine bundle they have is amazing. It has a moisture-rich balm, the ritual oil cleansing balm, and balancing mist and restorative mask. D did you know that your mist need needed to be balanced? <laughs> Let me tell you, when my mist gets out of balance, I'm calling up Oak Essentials. And I'm like, girl, I need help because my mist is all over the place. Can you help me? So not only are you going to get scrubbed and you're going to get balmed, you're going to get misted. Who else is doing more for your skin? 
Get on over there right now. Oak Essentials Body Routine is their new must-have lineup of self-care staples designed to deliver glowing results from the neck down. That's right, girl. From the neck down. Are you taking care of yourself from the neck down? Let's do this. From the from the foot up and the neck down, that whole area. You're going to treat yourself for someone else this season if I have to tell you. You're going to have to. My followers are going to get 15% off their first order. You going to tell me you're not going to cash in on that? When you use code SHARP at checkout, S-H-A-R-P, that's 15% off your first order at oakessentials.com. Proto, promo code SHARP. S-H-A-R-P. Go ahead and treat yourself. Get scrubbed and balmed today and thank me later. You're going to be living a luminous life. I went on a walk around the river. It's a river. They call it a lake. Texas. What do you want from me? So I called it a river lake. And it's literally a river, but let let them think what they want. I mean, you, you pan out. It's the Colorado River. It connects to the Colorado River. They're like, go down to the lake. Uh, you guys, did you guys fail geography? Did you fail this course? Uh, even, you know, even a leaf knows it's a river. And, and leaves don't know things. Well, maybe they do. Nature's pretty smart. But speaking of nature, I went on a nature walk. The scariest nature walk I've ever been on in my life. Along the river lake. First thing I see is a guy in sleeveless a uh, sleeveless shirt with his fists clenched. His fists were clenched and he was going around to people saying fuck you right to their face. Fuck you. Fuck you with his fists clenched. He was so angry. And I kind of understood the anger. I mean, drugs seem intense and homelessness doesn't seem exactly comfortable for a lot of those people and he was pissed. Fuck you, fuck you. And then he comes right up to me and he goes you two-faced whore. It was 10 a.m. I was like, sir, I'm not a two-faced whore till at least two. So check your clock and check your six because I'm coming up on you on this freaky-ass nature walk in Austin, Texas. Felt like I was in a haunted house during the day. Then there was some guy wrapped in a sleeping blanket. Wrapped in a sleeping blanket, skipping along the trail. He does a two-foot hop over the, the, the fence, the guardrail crawls down under the bridge like some sort of troll and dives into a tunnel like a bat like batman or like the penguin from batman i've never seen anything like this in my life i've lived in new york city i've lived in la i've never seen a troll run along a, a hiking path a scary nature walk path and then dive into a fucking underground tunnel i also saw bats I didn't see him. I heard him. What's worse? I don't know. <laughs> Austin's terrifying. It's not weird. It's terrifying. You walk under the bridge and you can hear the bats. And it, it reminds me of like Silence of the Lambs. Because I thought they were nocturnal. Why are they screeching during the day? Make it stop. Why am I in Austin? And then I saw something kind of delightful on the, on the scary nature walk. Walk along the path a little bit further. I was with my a former business partner and forever friend, Travis Turner and Alicia has a wonderful wife. And we're walking along this scary ass nature walk. And I saw, we saw something kind of delightful. We saw this man reading from the Bible out to the river and in front of him had a, a, a congregation of ducks had formed. So these ducks are literally in, in white person church. There's this white guy reading from the Bible to this congregation of ducks, like some sort of methy Ozarks, church service. And I thought, well, things are starting to turn around here in Austin. I can get with this. 
I can get with a little duck church service. As long as that troll doesn't come back out from underneath in his, in his river well and grabs one of the ducks for dinner. I don't know what happens. It's lawless in Austin. It's absolutely lawless. And the only thing that seemed to make sense in that city right now is Joe Rogan's comedy club. The comedy mothership. Go check it out. I went into the merch store and I took a bunch of stuff. S- sorry, Joe. I took a bunch of stuff at like two o'clock in the morning when my shows were done. I took a few coffee mugs, a couple hoodies, pins, and uh, I said, put it on my tab and I left. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't get mad. <laughs> I didn't even leave any of my merch because you guys bought it all. I sold out of merch. I had only a few stickers left. And it felt it felt like comedy should feel like for the most part. You know, I've been on the road for like 20 years and there's obviously highs and lows and cities you'll never go back to. I'll probably never go back to Indiana. I don't need to go back to Indiana. And even sometimes I think about San Francisco. San Francisco's scary. I don't even know if I need to go back to Los Angeles and I live here. But there's certain cities you love, like Chicago. Obviously, Syracuse is my hometown. Austin is such a great comedy city. Uh, D.C., there's so many cities that have amazing crowds. But there's something about the career over 20 years band. You have these weekends that just feel magical. And this weekend felt magical. Maybe because I was excited just to see Joe's Club. It was something he was ideating and talking about for so long. I remember him talking about it when I did his podcast the first time a few years back. And it was just cool to see something from ideation to execution. So often we think of things and rather... It's rather difficult to make them to come to fruition, and Joe's just the type of person to get stuff done. It's who he is. He is, he is an example of pure human potential and the ability to be your own, your ability to get over being your own worst enemy. And he's in, he can be intimidating to be a friend with or intimidating, I think, especially for a guy. It must be intimidating more for a man because he's, he's always doing something new, it seems, and, and pushing the ticket. So he's just been good to comedians. You know, he's a one of the guys in this industry that seems to really care about the comic. And that makes a big difference because so often we're on the road and we feel like the help. When I'm on the road, I feel like I'm just an extra in the club's weekend. That the the show isn't about me. It's it's about something else has nothing to do with me and my comforts aren't necessarily considered. And that's not everywhere. It's only a handful of places. But this is just a different situation. I mean, you walk in and it's it's a unique club in that you can't as a as a audience goer, audience member, you can't walk through the entire club like you can at the comedy store. You can only go into the showroom and down to the lobby. It's limited in that way, but it makes it really cool and exclusive. The comedians can walk around in the back hallways and see all of Joe's cool artwork and all the secret little nuanced pieces of decor that he has tucked around the club that represent him and all the alien things. And there's a bunch of just cool things that represent him. So he does respect the art in that sense that some of it should be off limits. It shouldn't all be available to all of the world at all times. So it felt cool in that sense. I also brought Bunny. Bunny was a big hit in the green room. Bunny had a great freaking time. She got more attention than I did. And I should have just given her the mic and let her do a, she probably could have done a solid five, six set, five, six minute set. But it just felt 
it felt good to be supported by people who understand stand up and who respect stand up and the craft and art of it and all of that, all of that nerdy stuff. And, you know, you guys came out and you sold out these shows and you made them so special for me. I've had highs and lows and it's a very difficult industry for anyone to be in, let alone a woman traveling alone. That can be really exhausting and tiring and a little intimidating and scary sometimes if you don't have somebody there. So you feel like you're at least not completely alone. That's why it was great to have my former cannabis partner, Travis out there with me and his wife, we went sightseeing and that's where, you know, we went to the duck congregation and saw the river troll and all of that. So we had a magical time together, but it really, weekends like that kind of spoil you because it's not necessarily the industry standard. So it can set up an unrealistic expectation of what a career should look like, especially for people who are only playing that club and, and who are treated as well as he treats comedians. He should be the standard. How Joe treats comedians should be the industry standard. And maybe it'll start to evolve. Maybe this club will set a new precedent. And I hope it does. I really do. It would make my job a lot more fun to go to a comedy club where audiences are not trained, but audiences know the protocols and they respect the protocols. First of all, your phone gets locked up. He's Dave Chappelleing that right from the jump. You go into the club, your your phone's in a bag. You don't need your phone. If you can't be away from your phone for two hours, we've got a problem. And a lot of us have that problem. So if anything, it gives you a moment to have a break from your freaking cell phone. And there's no food. So you better eat. Send all your text messages. Eat all the food you need to eat before you walk into the comedy mothership. Because it's all about the comedy. It's only about the comedy. And that's something that's missing in comedy. <laughs> Even comedy's not just doing comedy anymore. You know, we talked about when's the last time you only did one thing. We're always doing a thousand things. Well, Joe Rogan's comedy club is successful because it's only doing stand up. It's only doing comedy. And that can even be challenging for a comedian who's used to doing a thousand things every day. You're just doing stand up. Although that's one of the reasons why I love it so much when you're on stage, it's the only thing you're focused on and it, and you, you can really get into the moment and get lost in the moment because of that focus and because of you only having this one task to tackle. And so the club is special. It's special because of all that. It allows you to really know what jokes work, what jokes don't, and to have a real moment with an audience without any distractions, no freaking forks, no text messages. No fork touching a plate and no text message. And it makes for a really magical night. And I had a, a magical weekend. And the last night I was there, first of all, I wore a spacesuit. Let's, let's, let's start with that. I wore a freaking spacesuit. It wasn't a spacesuit, but I got, I took an edible and I went to Nordstrom Rack when I was in um, Chicago and Michigan. And I saw this thing staring back at me and I thought, I need this immediately. There's no way I can't have this because I have to have it. And so I, I bought it and it turns out it's some sort of Michael Jordan basketball warm up suit. But I thought for sure that it was an astronaut suit that Nordstrom Rack was selling. And so I bought it and it was a big hit. I wore it Friday and Sunday. I wore it Sunday because Tr Troy Conrad, who was a house photographer that for the comedy store is also the house photographer for the comedy mo mothership. And he also tours with Joe Coy and a couple other guys. He decided he'd want to take photos. And I said, Troy, I'm wearing my space suit. I'm an astronaut. 
I am entering, I am boarding the mothership. Let's put on this spacesuit and take some photos. So we took some photos and it was nice to have those, you know, a documentation of the weekend. Him and I are having a great time. He also stood by when I went and raided Joe Rogan's merch shop, stole a bunch of stuff, put it in my luggage and left. And I'm walking out with Bunny in my bag and you know, Bunny's got to go to the bathroom. Now I pick up every piece of poop. My dogs lay on the ground. I have three dogs. I'm not a jerk. My mom didn't raise me to be rude and to not care about my environment, my neighborhood and my, my community. So I pick up poop this particular night. I, 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 she was pooping in the street and I didn't really have a bag ready. And Troy is like, it's Austin. It's fine. Leave it in the street. Just as she's finishing doing her little doo-doo, this couple cross the street and they're like, Jesse May, we're such a big fan of yours. We love the show. And here I am leaving Bunny's poop in the middle of the road. I'm like, I don't normally do this. Please don't judge me by this moment. I normally pick up my dog's poop. And I looked at Troy. I'm like, see, this is what we get. This is what we get. The one time I leave my dog's poop, here's a couple. It's like, we love you. And I'm like, I love you too. I'm not a complete jerk. I also was playing Take Me Home Tonight by Phil Collins on my cell phone. That was our walk song. Take, take me home. That's what it felt like at the Comedy Mothership. It felt like a trip home. I'm not touring as much. I'm picking specific places I really enjoy to go to. I'm going to be at the Comedy in the Carlson this year, the Syracuse Funny Bone the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I'm also working on a date for D.C. I've got my May 10th show in Los Angeles for the Netflix is a joke fest. That's May 10th, the Bourbon Room. Let's sell that baby out. Help me sell out the Bourbon Room May 10th in Los Angeles for the Netflix is a joke fest. We're going to have a great time. I'm going to have Katie Cazorla, Justin Martindale, my girl, Crystal Marie, and a few more guests. It's going to be a fun show. So make sure you guys come and check that out in Los Angeles, May 10th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. Come laugh. It's going to be a great time. And don't forget a portion of your ticket sales will go towards the Alzheimer's Association and Hilarity for Charity. So you can feel good while you're laughing along with us. So, you know, there's a bunch of dates that I'm going to be doing. Just less dates. And this weekend felt like a nice kickoff to this year and being on the road this year. And, you know, it also felt special to be invited to his club. So I want to give a shout out to Joe and his staff, his amazing staff for making a girl feel special and for doing it right, for doing it right. And I want to say before we go, first of all, screw the city of Los Angeles and their wet, wet tickets. Oh, I just ripped it more. I don't even know how to fight this. How do you fight a soggy ticket? If anybody out there has a, a good uh, lawyer, send them my way. But also, don't forget about our overheards. Overheard. Tell me you're overheard. Email them to me, Jesse May Peluso Comedy at Gmail. You can even DM them to me on Instagram. We've got one in. This is from Megan, longtime listener and lurker. Overheards have been something we do. One sentence that you overhear, a non sequitur from out in the world. It has nothing to do with anything, and it's, it's a weird thing that you hear. It also can be two lines if there's two people involved. So almost like a, a mini scene. Those are our rules. So this is from Megan. She says, longtime listener and lurker. Hello, Jesse May. I have an overheard to share. The Church of Christ are Nazis. I wonder what the Church of Christ did to this woman. Did she despise their lack of denomination? She also mentioned water was... Uh, turned off to her house. Did she blame them for taking her water away? I wonder how she's doing now. <laughs> the church of Christ are Nazis. Well, I'm sure some Nazis go to church. 
I wouldn't even try to guess which church they'd go to, but I would imagine there would be a Christ involved and maybe the church of Christ, you know, maybe there's reformed Nazis that are trying to find their way. I don't know. Godspeed to all of them. But I, I hope this woman's water is situated and that she's not having some sort of maybe she is washing her sins in her own tub. Now that the water's back on, hopefully she filled her tub and she's cleansing herself because we could all use a cleanse. We could all use a little cleanse in life. And I hope you guys are cleansed with this podcast. I hope this podcast helps you feel cleansed. I want to remind you to rate the podcast five stars. I didn't forget. We're looking for a thousand five star reviews. Well, not reviews, just ratings. A quick click. Give us a quick click. It's all we ask of you. That's all we ask. And, you know, I, I used to say a lot on this podcast and I try to remember to say it, but... I truly believe everything in life happens for a few reasons. Happens for a reason, a season, a lesson, or a blessing. And it's up to you to decide what that is. And it's up to you to figure out what that means for you. And I hope this podcast is all for for you. A reason for you to maybe get something done. Maybe um, it's a season in your life where you need to hear whatever I'm talking about. Maybe I, I relieve whatever stress you have going on. Maybe there's a lesson you learned. Or maybe you just feel like this is a blessing because you were bored or you were lonely today and I was the voice in your head for an hour, for 45 minutes. You guys obviously are the only reason I do this and I thank you so much for listening and tuning in all the time and for sharing this with your friends. And make sure you check out the Comedy Mothership. It's a great club in a really, really wild city. Everyone's probably drunk right now. Thank you guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.